Hey, what's going on? And welcome to the Thursday edition of the Hostile Ramen Podcast, or as we call it in the podcast biz, uh, episode number 34, I believe. Uh, so I promised today's show was going to have way more fucking energy than the last episode. And as any true podcast professional would do, I'm actually prepared with some great material for you guys on this um, actually pretty nice Thursday afternoon. So, you know, what? why beat around the bush? Let's uh, let's jump into the show and start off with addressing uh, some fan emails, or sorry, a fan email with various questions. But, um, anyways, I, I, I've recently got, um, I got a, an email from a woman named Thea. And she asked a few questions, um, but uh, her compliment is actually what I'd like to point out because, you know, putting yourself over is never really a bad thing, right? Um, So let's go there. Um, So Thea lives in Niagara Falls. She didn't say on the American side, boo, or the Canadian side, yay. And uh, anyway, she wrote in and she wants to tell me that she's been a subscriber since April and has listened to all of my shows so far. And also says that I seem a lot more confident and comfortable since my first few shows and wants me to keep cursing, but only when it's necessary because she wants me to score a business deal. So thank you for downloading, Thea. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time to write in. I've actually heard that quite a few times that obviously I've grown. So I, I gotta, you know, I, I agree with everything you've said. I am a lot more comfortable. Um, I'm definitely more confident. And that's probably just due to, you know, the, the natural progression of anything. You, you know, you try something for the first time and then you continue and you keep doing it on a regular basis. I think maybe you just naturally get better and kind of grow into what you're attempting to do. Um, you know, I, I learned to skate when I was like 34 years old. And, um, you know, at first I was like a cow on skates. And, um, you know, through practice and advice um, I talked to teammates and, of course, YouTube. I picked it up. Oh, well, by pick it up, I mean I learned just enough to score one goal, have 30 minutes in penalties, and never learn how to fully stop. And that's, I think I played for three seasons, so that's pretty fucking pathetic. But, you know, at least I learned how to skate. At least I took it upon myself to go out and do it. Um, anyway, the, the reason I'm, I'm bringing this um, particular email up is because not only did Theo write in and ask two other questions... But she also asked me for advice on a personal matter. I'm not sure exactly why Thea would think I'm even remotely qualified to give advice to anybody about anything other than sports or betting or, or you know movies and TV and you know shit that doesn't really matter. But Thea took the time to write in and ask, and I will answer her question, but I won't do it on today's show. Uh, I would like to know if, first of all, if this is a segment that you guys would kind of like me to incorporate into the show moving forward? Are you guys interested in hearing your boy or your party host or your podcast god among other mere mortals? Uh, Are you interested in that person, me, uh, giving advice to total strangers for entertainment purposes? Uh, I will do my best to answer truthfully and honestly, and I promise to try extremely hard not to say anything negative or possibly hurtful, but I'll answer on the podcast exactly how I would answer if you asked me at a bar while we were having a pint. So, you know, if you guys want to write in or in the future, if anyone writes in and, you know, their boo-boos get hurt because, you know, I answer truthfully, um, I, you know, that's what's going to be. 
So no matter what, Thea, I will answer your question on Monday's show because by waiting this long, um, so that'll be like four days, I'm giving everybody else an opportunity to jump in on the segment and either ask me for advice or any other possible topic and or just ask a fan question, whatever. Um, because uh, speaking of fan questions, that is actually the perfect segue to giving you guys a heads up that Monday's show is going to be the third edition of fan questions because they're actually they're starting to pile up. I want to say I've got somewhere in the ballpark of 20, maybe even 25 uh, that I have been asked and I can't keep ignoring them or people will stop writing in and asking. So yeah, fan questions on Monday, volume three, because I've got to get these out of the way. Um, you know, and uh, now maybe um, some kind of Dear Abby segment maybe will come up on Monday. I'll have to come up with a name for that. I don't like Dear Jay. I tried. I had a couple things running around. I didn't like any of them. Um, so I'll come up with some maybe suggestions, and maybe I'll have you guys vote on the one that you think is most fitting by putting up a poll on social media. What's that you say? Social media? How can we find you on social media, podcast god Jay? Well, loyal listener, finding the social media platforms for the Hostile Environment Podcast is easy. In fact, I'm on all major platforms, so you can see all the craziness and the zaniness I post, as well as Ask Jay for advice right here. On Twitter, I am at podcast underscore hostile. IG at host.enviro.pod. Facebook, Jay Cowell. The TikTok gimmick where I've made another video that has only has uh, four views. So I don't know what the hell's I'm screwing something up. Uh, but anyways, I, I'm at the Hostile Environment Pod. And the email where you guys can ask the question, send your dick pics, ask for advice, anything else you feel, or just vent about your spouse or your children. I'll take anything. I just want to communicate. I'm very lonely. That is j.hostile.environment at gmail.com. So let's jump into a few headlines from your phone that you'll never see on tv this is actually my personal favorite segment we haven't done it in a while so i literally worked my ass off for the last four days or what monday tuesday wednesday three yeah that's three and a half days four days and i'm bringing the heat and the laughter today because i'm giving you guys a shit ton of things to smile at uh so let's get ready to enjoy i've got some hilarious shit to throw at you right now um, and let's go. So, uh, get right off the bat. I saw last weekend that the annual naked bike ride for the environment and body positivity took place in Toronto and their slogan or their catchphrase, whatever you want to call it, um, for the event is less gas, more ass. Uh, okay. Thankfully the weather was fantastic so that a boatload of people, who shouldn't have even left the house when fully clothed on their best days, can now come out, traumatize an entire city, while flopping around naked, riding bicycles, and singing, and smiling. So here's the funny thing. So I did my research on this, because I had to. Uh, I happen to notice a lot of these gargoyle-looking people were riding those bicycles that you rent from the city. You know, the ones that are sitting outside of, like, there are like every two or three blocks, there's a bike rack, right? They're all over downtown. There's big giant bike racks. Uh, you know, you rent them via your credit card. You rent them for like 30 minutes or to an hour, whatever it is. And then you return them when you're done. You just put them right in and they lock, right? I mean, I've done it. 
Um, they're actually very convenient and very pleasant. So I got no shit to talk to talk about those. But you know what's not pleasant? And you know what shit talk I do have to talk about? The thought that these bike seats were up the asses of these naked, hideous-looking, overweight, hippie assholes and then simply just return to the bike rack for the next person to rent. Um, I'm positive that technically we are still in a pandemic. So these guys had no masks, no clothes. They're probably unshowered because they look filthy. And uh, no one takes issue with any of this shit. So I saw pictures of these mongoloids. And in some cases, the seat that was supposed to be what they were sitting on, you know, the bike seat. Uh, yeah, that was non-existent. It was just gone. Disappeared. Just poof. In a cloud of dust. Just enveloped into an ass. So, like, truthfully, I'm all about trying to save the environment. I'm a hardcore Nazi recycler in the house. Um, but this is not the way to go. In no way is are these fucking hideous individuals uh, helping their cause. It just makes people want to get in their cars and either drive into a lake because they're blinded by the fucking sights of these horrible people or possibly just run them all over out of pure principle. Because that's what I would do. Why kill myself? I, I'm taking you with me. Like, we're all going down together. Because you shouldn't be out of the house. Uh, so, yeah. So, there you go. It's only once a year. Uh, I think they should give everyone more of a heads up. Because it's disgusting. Anyways. Um, here's a couple of headlines that actually come from everybody's favorite fine dining establishment, McDonald's. Uh, I'm going to title this first headline, Would You Like to Supersize That? Uh, so, here it goes with the headline, Woman goes into labor on McDonald's countertop. This story happened last week at a McDonald's in somewhere in Toronto. Uh, a yet-to-be-named woman went into emergency labor at a local McDonald's while attempting to place an order last week. Rather than dropping to the floor, the woman hoisted herself up on the countertop and began to scream, My baby is coming. It's coming right now. And to make this incident even more interesting, because, you know, a story's a story, but a clip of this incident was recorded by a customer and placed on YouTube. In the clip, you can hear such audio as one male customer saying, I ain't good with this shit. And at some point, you can even hear an employee asking the woman to please get off the counter because that's where we leave people's food. To which... Either she or her friend or somebody, a female voice, replied, I can't move. So I'm guessing it was the woman in labor, but I don't know. It's questionable. Um, anyways, one of the patrons immediately called 911. And thankfully, when emergency service show, uh, services showed up, uh, the video stopped recording. Otherwise, you'd be in a whole other category of like the dirty web or the dark web or whatever you want to call it. Um, anyways, I, I found the link. I'm going to post the link of the video. It's very short. I'm going to post the link of the video to the official Hostile Environment social media accounts, which I just gave you guys. Uh, but I got to give you guys a quick heads up that the screams of this woman are terrifying. They will ring throughout your ears for hours after watching this video. She is not holding back with the, the decibel level of her screams. So as of this morning when I was uh, doing my research on this particular incident, there's no word on the status of the baby or the mother, but this does give a whole new meaning to the term filet of fish combo, am I right? Huh? Am I right? Did I nail that one? That was a little low class, right? 
All right, I, I get it, but I, I had to take the shot. Um, yeah, I had to. Anyways, moving on. Uh, also, last week, McDonald's, uh, well, they're in the news again because they launched a new, at least what they call burger, um, after months of mystery and the unveiling finally happened last week to reveal that the new menu item is at McDonald's, the Grand Big Mac. It is a twist on the iconic, iconic sandwich known as the original Big Mac, with the twist being that the two patties are larger, but still made with 100% Canadian beef, special sauce, lettuce, two slices of razor-thin garbage cheese, pickles, and onions, all toasted on a sesame seed bun. Mmm, sounds amazing, doesn't it? What in the fuck is this garbage? Isn't this just what the Big Mac is supposed to be? And then I read the, the news release. They actually followed this announcement up by saying... This Grand Big Mac is only available until July 26th. It's a limited edition sandwich. So now you give us real meat finally and show the world that you can actually make a real sandwich for $9 or whatever it is for that, just a Big Mac. And then you're taking it away. So on July 27th, we're back to trash. That's what you're telling me. So some marketing genius thought that this was the way to go. Oh, well, yeah, we, we can do better. See, look at the Grand Big Mac. But we can only do better for a month, and then it's back to the bottom for us. So great fucking job, guys. Keep up the good work. I hope the that department that comes up with all these amazing ideas, these promo ideas, I hope you guys are making a shit ton of money, uh, just like you had that combo for that Oriental pop group, which is just a purple cup. It's a fucking chicken McNugget meal with a purple cup. I don't understand. I, I whatever. Anyways, um, and, oh by the way, and, and just for all you nutritionists out there in the podcast world, <coughs> excuse me. The Grand Big Mac is listed at 224 grams. Um, it has 570 calories, 47 grams of fat, and an outstanding 910 milligrams of sodium i think that's your sodium for like two days intake oh and don't forget to supersize those fries by the way because they've also got a shit ton of sodium on them um they don't age i've seen videos of those fries sitting on people's countertops for like eight years and they look exactly the same no mold no fuzz no green they look exactly the same as the day they came out of their uh deep fryer and don't forget to also get a Diet Coke because you're watching your limit, your weight limit. Uh, and enjoy your $14 McDonald's combo, by the way, because you're paying $14 for a big... Eh, fuck it, I forget it. Next question. Ne next fucking article. Fuck McDonald's. Let's get out of the fast food altogether. Let's jump into real estate. More specifically, a house in Toronto that has just been listed for $500,000. Only five hundred grand, you say? Well, it might seem like a great deal for a house in Toronto. The property taxes are around 2500 bucks. So, so far, it's checking all the boxes, right? But according to the property's listing, the home smells so bad that viewing the house could be difficult to impossible. The home is located at 11 Lucy Avenue, which is in the Victoria Park and Danforth area. Side note, I grew up most of my life there from about 
16 to about 19. So actually, that's not even that high. Okay, I was there for about four years. Yeah, my math's really fucked up. Anyways, I was there for about four years. Uh, but apparently, this house has such a pungent odor of cat urine that entering the house is very difficult. Uh, the home is also missing a subfloor, is listed as a three-bedroom, with one bedroom being taped off for safety reasons due to the cat urine rotting out the floor. It has one bathroom in the whole house and also has an unfinished basement. No photographs of the home's interior were available for viewing. Gee, I wonder why. What happened to the 108-year-old crazy single cat woman who was living in there? Because I mean, obviously she died in that house, right? And her cats ate her. That, that's that's what's going on. So, uh, even for that land, you got to think it's going to be more than 500 bucks. I guarantee that woman died in that house and those cats fucking feasted on her dead carcass. And I'll tell you one thing. If I was the realtor, no, no, not even the realtor. If I was the owner of the house, okay, so when grandma died finally and the cats ate her and now I've got to sell the house to make some profit for a funeral and just to put it in my pocket... Wouldn't you just bulldoze the house and then put the land up for sale? That's what I would do. I, I, I wouldn't want my name on any legal document that read uh, uh, seller of cat piss house. I'd be way too fucking ashamed to tie myself to this house in any facet. Pay the $66,000 or whatever, bulldoze the shit out of the house and sell the land. But instead, nope, let's sell a giant cat piss house and make sure that you know, people know that that's what that is. So I feel sorry for the neighbors because if, if it smells this bad now, it's probably smelt that bad for a while. And then you mix in the dead grandma smell. I mean, you uh, that's just a, a vicious combination of horse shit. So, uh, so from real estate, let's jump onto my favorite topic, boobs. Who doesn't love a good boob, right? Maybe even two boobs if you're lucky. Uh, British woman's crowdfunding for breast reduction falls short of goal. Phoebe Rogers, 24, says she created a GoFundMe page to raise thousands of pounds for the surgery after being denied coverage for that surgery. She currently has a 34 double H bust, and her doctor told her to just simply lose weight to shrink the size of her breasts due to her complaints of back pain aching shoulders, breast pain, and skin rashes. As of today, her GoFundMe has raised just over 700 pounds. Instead, she will now look to fly to Poland, where the operation is a lot cheaper. Okay, Phoebe, darling, let me, let me, let me take a second here. Phoebe, sweetheart, let me, get this. Maybe instead of flying to another country to get your fun bags removed, you simply... Whip the bad boys out, take some pics, take some videos, get on that website, uh, OnlyFans, and sell them for money. Sell them for money to pay for your surgery in England. Even if you're like 270 pounds, you still have gigantic hammers and guys will pay to see them. That's how fucked up we are. We love breasts. More guys, or a lot of guys like ass now, I get that. I've always been a boob guy, so that's just me. Um, I mean, through the magic of Photoshop, you can crop pictures. Um, through Snapchat and all these other goofy things, you can actually make your 
fucking face to look, you know, ten times better than it is. You can crop videos accordingly so we don't have to see the rest of you. So, just a thought. I mean, you literally, and I mean literally, have two winning lottery tickets just below your neck. And you're going to remove them. So, I don't know. I, before you do, I would use them for the power of good. Seriously, once they're gone, like once you've got them removed, it's not like anyone's going to recognize you because your boobs are gone. So you're not that... I wonder who that giant woman is with the massive hammers because you don't have them anymore. So just don't show your face, make a boatload of money off your boobs, get your operation, and stay in England. Why the fuck would you go all the way to Poland? So, all right, that's my advice. I told you, I'm like, it's like Dear Abby, except whatever I'm going to call it. So I'm, I'm just out here giving advice, guys. Just ask me. I, I know things. I'm not right, but I know things. Uh, how about a big scandal going on in South Africa? Uh, a woman accused of lying about giving birth to the world's first ever ducuplets. Yes, ducuplets, that means 10 babies, by the way. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name here. G-O-S-I-A-M-E. So I'm going to go with Gosiami Sithole, 37 years old, has taken to hiding and says that she plans on keeping her and her 10 children's whereabouts secret until she's ready to come out. Her boyfriend hasn't seen her or the babies since she reportedly gave birth to them on June 9th, 2021, leading many to speculate the existence of any children at all, uh, let alone do couplets, which I didn't even know was a word. She was 29 weeks pregnant when she was rushed to the hospital on June 8th, where she apparently gave birth to seven boys and three girls. Uh, the boyfriend could not enter the hospital due to the strict COVID-19 protocols in South Africa. The hospital that she was dropped off at has made a statement saying they had not treated her. So I don't know what's going on there. That seems a little weird. Uh, the woman has been missing for a little over three weeks and also has twins from a previous relationship. So my, I mean, I think of it, uh, how do I put this? If the birth is legit, so if it's, if it's real, she will now be the official record holder for children born at one time, breaking the record of a woman in Morocco who just gave birth to nine babies in December of 2020. But here's the thing. Did she really think that breaking a world record by giving birth to 10 kids in a hospital, a public hospital, that nobody was going to talk about it? I mean, come on. I, come on. It, it'd be like a fucking, like a slot machine. It just keeps paying out, right? Kid after kid after kid. Or better yet, how could she disappear from a hospital with 10 babies and no car? Because she got a ride to the hospital. So this is Jay putting his detective hat on. So far, I'm pretty sure I'm onto this. And also, um, I haven't done any research on this, but I'm pretty sure that there are no South African buses with 10 car seats. Not buses like TTC buses, but like a, a van bus or whatever you want to call it, like a Dodge Sprinter, I don't know, something like that that have 10 car seats that you could just magically order to the hospital. And then, that being said, how many fucking trips up and down the stairs does it take to get 10 babies out of a hospital? And then, are you just, when you get downstairs, what are you doing? There's no one there. So, are you just kifing them in the bushes outside? And, okay, you guys stay here and be quiet. I gotta go get your brothers and sisters. 
And then she runs upstairs uh, to grab another two or three babies and do it all over again. This is a very odd story. Um, so she was 29 weeks pregnant, which is almost seven months. Uh, so she'd be a little early, you know, give or take two months. But, you know, understandable, I think, when you're possibly carrying an entire hockey team in your stomach. But I, my question to this whole thing when I started reading about it is, I know when I had my girls, we went to doctor's appointments and um, we had ultrasounds done to ensure the safety of the pregnancies. We didn't ask for the sex. Neither one of my kids that I even know what they were, even though I said to Sarah, my wife, they were both girls right from the top of the line. I said, they're both girls. I know they are. But and we, we had that for the safety of the pregnancy and for Sarah, my wife, right? So, I mean, this woman here, she had to be the size of a small SUV, right? And at no point did she have doctor's tests done. And now you're saying that you can't find her because she's hiding. So assuming, assuming that she's not lying and has 10 brand new babies, which I highly doubt, by the way, but if she's telling the truth, how about you just wait for a neighbor um, from wherever she is to call the police because of all the fucking babies crying? Or, or how about this? How about you camp outside of a grocery store? Because you got to figure that feeding 10 little milk vampires would dehydrate this chick so much that she's either buying a shitload of formula or at the very least a shit ton of food to keep her healthy enough to keep letting these little bastards latch onto her. Um, just a thought, man. I mean, I mean, I'm not a detective and I don't play one on TV, but that's what I would do. Uh, let's get to a sports headline, shall we? How about uh, Kansas City Chiefs football? Uh, more specifically, Frank Clark, who was arrested in Los Angeles on Sunday after police said they saw a submachine gun in the vehicle that he was in. At 9.20 p.m., Mr. Clark was pulled over for a vehicle code violation. At that time, officers observed a duffel bag with an Uzi sticking out of it. Clark was arrested for allegedly possessing a concealed firearm in the vehicle. Clark, who was scheduled to make $18.5 million in 2021, was released on a $35,000 bond later the next day. Upon being released, Frank Clark made a statement that the firearm did not belong to him, but to his bodyguard. So, truth be told... I know very little about guns, or gun laws for that matter, but I'm not even sure that you can get, get a, a, a gun license for an Uzi. Uh, I, I mean, what the hell do you need to carry an Uzi for anyways? Are you trying to conquer Europe? I mean, are you, are, you, are you starting a turf war in Los Angeles with rival gangs? You're literally driving around buying shit, jewelry and women and whatever else, fur coats and whatever else you buy. Um, you know, can a simple handgun not protect you enough? Uh, Jesus Christ, use some common sense, you fucking asshole. Alright, that's that. Um, on to our next headline that comes from a very loving family out of Minnesota. It's actually an obituary, not an, an article. Uh, it's written by the children of Kathleen Demlau, who made sure to post this in the local newspaper about their mother, who recently passed away. The headline reads, Children write savage obituary for mother who abandoned them. 
So I found this story and this head, uh, this obituary. Here we go. Kathleen Demlau was born on March 19, 1938, to Joseph and Gertrude Schrunk of Wabasau. Uh, she married Dennis Demlau um, at St. Anne's in Wasabo in 1957 and had two children, Gina and Jay. In 1962, she became pregnant by her husband's brother, Lyle Demlau, and then moved to California. She abandoned her children, Gina and Jay, who were then raised by her parents, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Shrunk. She passed away on May 31st in Springfield and will now face judgment. She will not be missed by Gina and Jay, and they understand that this world is a better place without her. Now that, my friends, is a happy, loving family uh, who just, you know, just love their mother so much. So, uh, Gina and Jay, very nicely done, um, and I appreciate the sentiment. So, there's that. Um, let's move on to another terrifying ocean headline, shall we? This is slowly becoming a segment as well. Um, a lobster diver in Cape Cod says that a humpback whale scooped him up and spat him out. Uh, a commercial lobster diver says he escaped relatively unscathed after nearly being swallowed by a humpback whale in a biblical-sounding encounter that whale experts describe as rare but plausible. Um, Packard told WBZ-TV that he was about 45 feet down in the water when he suddenly felt this huge bump and everything went dark. He initially feared he had been attacked by a shark. Um, Michael Packard, 56, said in local interviews and on social media that he was diving off the coast of Provincetown, Massachusetts on Friday morning when the whole, uh, when, sorry, when the whale suddenly scooped him up. Um, I was in his closed mouth for about 30 or 40 seconds before he rose to the surface and spit me out. Packard read, later, read on post, yeah, later wrote on Facebook. I am very bruised but have no broken bones. Um, the Cape Cod Times reports that Packard was pulled out of the water by his crewmen and rushed back to shore where he was transported to Cape Cod Hospital. He walked, albeit with a limp, out of the hospital that same afternoon. While he's still recovering from soft tissue damage, Packard told the newspapers he'll be back in the water as soon as he heals. So there you go, man. I mean, good for this fucking guy, right? I mean, you know, I get swallowed by a whale. Fuck it, I'm going right fishing again. I'm not, I'm not scared. Uh, how about uh, all the sharks and the stingrays and the barracudas and all those crazy jellyfish-looking things and piranhas and all this horse shit? Like, fucking ocean's terrifying. Terrifying. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, this, unfortunately, uh, this will be the last story for the day. This is a story that my 14-year-old daughter actually found and brought it to me. Um, and it's the exact opposite of funny. And it is so sad and depressing that I didn't want to cry by myself all alone. So now you get to hear it too. Uh, and the headline says, India outrage after pregnant elephant dies eating firecracker fruit. Wildlife officials in India are investigating the death of a pregnant elephant after it ate a pineapple containing firecrackers. The incident in Kerala 
caused outrage after a forest official posted the death on social media. It's unclear if it was an accident or who planted the explosives or why. The animal spent days in pain before dying. Vets tried but failed to save her. India has some 27,000 wild elephants and another 2,500 in uh, captivity. Uh, Two suspects were caught and are being interrogated right now. Uh, They have not made any formal arrests, the officers have told the BBC. Earlier, the State Forestry Department had said that there was no conclusive evidence to link the death to firecrackers, but most experts think the elephant ate what is called a pig cracker, intended to scare wild boars away from crops. Um, The 15-year-old elephant, who was two months pregnant, apparently stayed into uh sorry strayed into a village near the Silent Valley National Park in Palakkad district last week and ate the unfortunate pineapple um in a facebook post uh official mohan something or other said that the firecrackers exploded in the animal's mouth and the elephant walked for days in pain before dying on May 27th while she was standing in a river He wrote that the animal did not harm a single human being even when she ran in searing pain through the streets of the village. When I saw her, she was standing in the river without making any noise. She was possibly getting some relief from immersing her trunk and mouth into the water. A senior local forest official said the elephant stood in the water for four days and even even as wildlife workers and vets tried to save her. We tried our best to save the lives of both the mother and the child, but we failed on both accounts. Um, Farmers often scatter such fruits in the area to keep animals, mainly wild boar and pigs, away from damaging their crops. Reports say the elephants are at risk when they stray into human settlements because they are looking for food. So, unfortunately, guys, it's a sad story, but, you know, when my daughter told me, I was like, that's just awful. And she agreed. And we both had like a, a moment and we were talking about animals and how much we love them. And, um, I, I don't love the squirrels stealing my bird seed though. So fuck those squirrels. But this poor elephant, that's a sad story. Um, but you know what? I, because it was such a sad story, uh, I'm going to do one more thing. Uh, I'm going to give you guys advice. I'm going to give you guys something a movie. Uh, if you're looking for a good movie to watch over the weekend, uh, here it is. This is an option. If you're desperate, it is a movie called Karen, um, this movie looks so bad um, that I beg you to actually watch this movie if you can find it. Um, the trailer is on YouTube, uh, so just write in movie Karen. Trust me, it pops up. Um, the backstory of the movie is a racist, a, a racist entitled white woman in the South terrorizes her new black neighbors. It was directed by a guy named Coke Daniels. It was written by a guy named Coke Daniels. Clearly, this guy was doing coke when making this movie. And if you want to know why I'm saying that, please feel free to watch the preview. It is awful. So, there you go. Watch the movie Karen over the weekend. Alright? Gives you something to do. Alright? So, that's it. That is the end of the podcast. Um, So, watch Karen because, unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be a shitty weekend weather-wise. There's rain in the forecast for late tomorrow night, which is Friday. 
Um, a lot Saturday and a shit ton Sunday. But if you're desperate and you're tough enough to barbecue like I'm going to do on Sunday because I got some ribs to do, um, I got a little free advice. Again, this is like Dear Abby, Dear Jay, whatever you want to call it, Dear Hostile. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But this is a little advice from me to you guys. Wear a fucking hat in the rain. Get to your local alcohol consumption store and at least enjoy spending the time with your family and maybe even friends now that we're getting out of this fucking pandemic. Whatever. Just tell someone you love them. Family member, friend, the Chinese guy at the at the at the 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 seven eleven or whatever, the, the convenience store, whatever. The the skip the dishes guy who comes to the door. Just say you love them. Just do something. Because trust me, man, it makes people feel great. And that's what we all need to do a little bit more of. And even if it's a skip the dishes guy or the Uber Eats guy and you say, hey man, I love you. At least he's going to go back to work with a story and say, this fucking guy just told me he loved me. And you don't have to tip the guy either. So I don't know. Something to do, man. Just do something positive. Let's keep let's keep the ball rolling in the positivity fucking field. We do not need any more horse shit. Let's go. All right. So that being said, until Monday, I am Jay. You guys are fucked up, right? You listen to me. All right. Thank you. Anyways, that's it. That's all I got. So I will talk to you on Monday. So until that time, I got to say those three magic words. You guys know what they are. Same with me. Bye for now.